0: We are welcoming in a brand new sponsor here on the show, Adam and Eve. Make sure you go to adamandeve.com for some free stuff. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff Enter in the offer code TMPT at checkout, yes, TMPT, and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, and six free spicy movies, plus free shipping. The promo code is TMPT, so make sure you use TMPT at checkout at adamandeve.com. Yes, that is adamandeve.com. Today's episode of the two-man power trip over wrestling is brought to you by Jupiter CBD. Jupiter CBD was specifically created to help people naturally relieve stress and get a better night's sleep. It works better than the rest. What makes Jupiter so special is that it's the only CBD brand handmade from organic hemp flowers. That's what makes Jupiter so effective and tastes so great. Because flowers are the rarest and most valuable part of the plant. Jupiter also triple lab tests for quality, and they all come from a single origin family in Vermont. For more on that, you can go to slash quality. For a special promo, please go to getjupiter.com to get 10% off your offer today. Just use the promo code 2MAN at checkout. That is getjupiter.com. Use the promo code 2MAN, T W O M A N, at checkout, and you'll receive a beautiful 10 percent off say goodbye to stress jupiter organic cbd relaxes your mind and your body guaranteed results for your money back get jupiter.com cbd use that promo code two man
1: the upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production
0: Uh, Joining us on the line right now is a former four-time PWF World Heavyweight Champion, a four-time PWF World Tag Team Champion. Of course, you may know him from his time in the NWA for JCP. He's wrestled everywhere around the world, including the WWF and WCW as well. He is Mr. Gary Sabo, a.k.a. the Italian Stallion. Welcome to the Two-Man Power Trip. How are you doing today, sir? Very good, very good. Glad to be here. Yeah, glad to finally get you on. So what's been
1: going on? What's been up in your world? Uh my world just um uh, maintaining a normal lifestyle um that's about it. My wrestling career has ended this um which I still appreciate my fans that i run into every day my work i'm working with uh u s a a uh property adjusters all military men remembering back in the day this is kind of interesting <laughs> they're pretty big fans out there, but yeah, go ahead that's good.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously they're going to remember you from your your world travels. But is it weird yeah. kind of, uh, you know, stepping away from the limelight but having everybody remember you?
1: Yeah, it's a different it's a feeling. I mean, you miss it, you know, because you miss the, uh, you know, even though I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the top of the uh, card, but um, being in the middle and underneath, you know, you still wrestle all those big events, you know, the Jim Cracker promotion, the coffee uh, Cups and the Star Caves and, all those events and it was really a great good feeling, you know, and having that cheer behind it, you, you know, every day. So I I look forward to that once in a while, but it doesn't happen much anymore.
0: When they do notice you what do they say most often? They say like NWA,
1: they say, they'll say W C W Yeah they say they say, I know you. I know you and I said, No, no, no you don't. No, no, no you you're, you're a wrestler, you're a wrestler, you used to have hair and stuff because I've got long hair, and yeah, and my line is always uh yes, to have long hair and abs, I have no more hair and no more abs, okay, but, <laughs> yeah, but um, they uh, yeah, they go back there and they I don't know they come up with pictures, and I get it's kind of funny 'cause I mean, I never was personally to get fan mail, I get a lot of fan mail sent to my house, and they, I don't know how these people find me, but they do. So, and I return to them pictures and stuff, which is really nice. So I appreciate my fans out there. I do have them. I didn't realize there were so many.
0: Yeah, for sure. I don't know if you'll remember uh, a show. <clears throat> excuse me. It was called Joe Millionaire. The star of it was Evan Marriott. This is during, uh, you know, the, the 2000s. It was one of the most popular uh, reality shows of all time. But I talked to him not that long ago, and he was saying what a big fan he was, and he grew up in Virginia. Uh-huh. he used to go to a lot of shows in Norfolk and stuff. He's like, oh, you're probably a big Rick Flair fan. He's like, no, I used to love the Italian Stallion and guys like George South and stuff like that. So I was like, wow, that's so interesting as a fan. And he used to go to the live shows. He said he used to like you the most. Oh, geez,
1: <laughs> really? And that's something. That's
0: that's that's something. Yeah, he he said like you would usually kind of be upper like start the card basically you know either the first match segments but you'd really get the crowd going you'd get everybody into it he, for some reason he said always oh, stuck out that you would have great matches and you were one of you know his favorite wrestlers yeah yeah
1: yeah that's yeah we should have thought of a little bit higher than the start of the card but yeah but that was yeah you know the whole card is it's the card so you got to make it yeah okay. That's
0: good, John. That's good. Yeah. I just thought that was so because, you know you figure okay, he's a Flyer fan or something, but no, he mentioned you. I was like, wow, tiny tiny, that's awesome. Yeah, well that's kind of we're
1: a small world, you know, small world.
0: Yeah. Okay. So how did you actually like break in? How did you get in? Was that through like Georgia Championship Wrestling or like Oli? Like how did you get in?
1: Well, years ago, um I was living in Connecticut and I uh, was going through some transitions, and I had an attorney named Charles Gerstin. Um, he was a business partner with McMahon Sr. Um, and they owned the Springfield Coliseum over there in Mass together, and they getting ready to sell it. And he said, he told me, he says, hey, man, you have a great amateur background. Why don't you get off the streets and uh, become a pro wrestler? And I said, I'm not a, much of a fan. So he says, uh, yeah, but come on man, Once you I got I know someone that might be interested in you. he says, let me see what I can do. So well he lined up a dinner we had a dinner together, me and Vince Senior and uh my attorney, we all had dinner together and he says, Well, I can send you um McMahon said, I sent it to Lou Albano's wrestling school. And I said, I'm not going to pay to go to no school. Well, come on now. I, I, I do real wrestling. That's what I do. I, I'm a cheap time AAU champion. I did all this stuff as an amateur. And um, they told me, they said, uh, uh, well, let me send you a cover sheet with, with your resume, and we'll send it off to all these little territories. And I didn't know nothing about this stuff. I was, you know... So I, he said, oh, that's okay. So it gave me a uh, list of address. And I gave me a cover sheet. Um, it was his um, re- recommendation. And uh, I sent it to Gene Anderson, you know, NWA over here in North Carolina and over there in the, the NWA and out there in uh, Oregon and Florida and, you know, all these places and, and up there in Minnesota. They told me, um, Gene called me. He says, hey, kid. I said, well, who's this? <laughs> I don't know who he was. <laughs> I said, no, I want you to meet me in, uh, you want me to become a pro wrestler? He said, yeah. I said, oh, yeah, I guess so. He said, oh, you meet me down there in uh, Richmond Coliseum. So I said, oh, so I said, okay, I'll be there. He said, next week we have a show down there. I want you to meet me there at noon. I'll be at the Holiday Inn. So I went down, I said, I'll be there. So I drove down with a friend of mine. We drove down from Hartford, Connecticut, drove down there and, um, we, um, uh, met, went, went to the, to the, um, how in there, whatever, and he was in there playing Pac-Man on the, in, in, the in the lobby on the thing. I said, oh, geez, and he's twitching. You know, I had a twitch gene, did And I said, I never knew, didn't know who he was, but the guy knew who he was. He's a big fan of everyone. I have a co office in there and all these old card, you know, the wrestlers, you know, bah-hoo. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, Mosca, Angelo Mosca, was in, all these big men. And then he says, uh, okay, kid, meet me up in my room in 20 minutes. So I said, okay, I, come up. I met him up there and, and I, God, I'm in the motel room and meet this guy. So I said, go up there and, uh, start talking to him. All of a sudden, Johnny Weaver comes. And Johnny Weaver came in big. He was big to me. It just, he wasn't a big man, but then he was kind of, you know, he looked a little thicker than he is when I knew him later. We had a big leather jacket on, and his head was all scarred up. I said, oh, jeez, what's going on here? He said, we're going to go down to the Coliseum and uh, see what you got, kid. I said, okay. So you know, I met him down at the Coliseum, and it wasn't open yet. So we went down behind the building and drove down into the building and, and went to the locker room, and they were putting on all their gear, their, their wrestling boots and taping their fingers and you know, doing all this, getting all ready with the tights on. I said, oh, geez. And I just put on my sweatpants and my little amateur shoes. And they said, let's go to the ring. It's big, huge calcium. It's empty. There's this ring in the middle of the of the building. And they said, uh, let's get in here. Let's go. And so I tried climbing there, climbed in there. It says, Gene says, okay, run and hit the ropes. I said, what? I said, he said, run and hit the ropes. I said, I don't understand. So I know it wasn't, even, it wasn't even a wrestling fan to watch it, to even know. So, but I ran, I hit the ropes, and uh, kind of like, it, it didn't feel right. <laughs> I didn't hit him right. right. hit him right. And I said, look, he's okay, kid. And then he says, uh, okay, now fall down. I said, what? Yeah, just fall down your back. I said, no, no, no. I said, oh, it's okay. So he said, I fell down on my back, my head hit the mat, and the whole ceiling spun. Shroom, shroom, shoo. I said, oh, geez. What am I getting? Into? Okay, all of a sudden Johnny Weaver jumps in the ring, he sits on the top turnbuckle, and um Gene says, uh, Gene Anderson says, Okay, I wanna come on the scope. I said, We're going I said, What, we are gonna wrestle? Okay, okay, so I mean I I could have beat um incredible Hulk. I don't go I you know, I was so pumped up, you know, my adrenaline was so high. So I got a lot started hooking in there and said suplexing Gene, you know grabbing them and hooks, hooking them suplex suplexing them. And um, finally, um, we were struggling. I got it. I hooked him over and under on his arms. I was going to do a suplex back. And he goes, oh, kid, that's enough. That's enough. And then he just says, uh, so, um, guy, we were jumped in the ring and showed me a few things and tried this, tried this, and uh, we, which I did. And he says, next thing he said, I said, be in Charlotte in two weeks. And um, I went down to Charlotte, and um, I actually got on their payroll a little bit with Jim Crockett Promotions. I I was like the one of the first ones ever to have this. They gave me a car, and I worked for uh, Francis Crockett down the field, you know, while I was training. My problem was that I was too much in a hurry. I, shouldn't have, I should have slowed down. I wanted more than what I got. You know, I should have listened to him because my interviews weren't good then and stuff. I didn't know what was important of uh, the whole thing was the interviews. and uh, But that was the uh, time to remember. <laughs> God, that was 50 years ago. Okay, but yeah, that's about it. That's where I got started. After ever since then, it just took off. Went out trained on the road. With, when had um, shows, I slept in a ring with Bill Klondike and trained during my set set 'em up. And, uh kept traveling and finally I got a break and it took off from there. And then I'm then um, um Ole Anderson said uh, he came down there and said, I want this guy, I want this. he was starting up uh, Georgia Championship wrestling, he wanted to take me to Georgia, to so the North Carolina area which they're starting up Georgia and you know, WTBS down there and uh P N T and what whatever down there down in uh, Georgia with Gordon Soley. and they, that's where I started down there. And that started up I had a good run down there. It's fun. I was was so kind of like middle and on uh, upper card in Georgia Championship Wrestling, and then um, then after that I went back to Charlotte for a while. I went to Kansas City, started that territory, and that was uh, life to remember. And then went down to a uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling, and then I mean Florida Championship Wrestling. I'm sorry, Florida Championship with Dusty Rhodes when he had that down there. But then uh, yeah, when I was in um, it was funny because I when I was in um. Georgia Championship Wrestling, I don't mean to backtrack, but I was at Georgia Championship Wrestling. I had bandanas on my boots, you know, like the Rock and Roll Express. I didn't know who they were, but they said, you're going to take those off. I said, oh. <laughs> I said, okay. Mm. I, I, yep. off. I said, oh, four. I said, no, there's another team that has those on. They got that look. So I had to take those off my boots when, before they came. And then, uh, yeah, so I understand why. But, you know, it's all crazy. But that's, yeah, but that was a fast, it was a fast fun life. Um, I owe the Barbarian a lot of thanks because uh, he got me into um, into New Japan for wrestling. In Japan, I had about several tours out there in Japan, which was a great, great experience out there. And that was good. And, you know, it was a good run for me. I, you know, I did that acting with the, learning the ropes at, that show with, uh, Lalo they gave me a 30 minute, um, my own little show with the, featuring Italian stallion. And then they had, I, had a, I did all the stunt work. after um, Steve Williams stepped down from that. And I took those over and did all the stunt work as Lala Zato. That, uh, that was good experience. It was a fun run.
0: But that's that was, well, like, as far as you and kind of when you were talking about before about, like, training and stuff, essentially, you're getting paid to train and not the other way around. I mean, that that's the way it usually worked, right, where the guys were paying, but they were almost like paying you to train.
1: Well, they gave me a little bit of money to live. Um, they brought me down, yeah, kind of like, you know, like the NFL or something Get. Drafted or something. Yeah,
0: well, NXT today, they're paying the guys to train. Like WWE would do that model, or even OVW, I mean, they did that model. So you might have been one of the first guys to get paid to train, if you think yeah, about I think, it.
1: I think, I think that's,
0: yeah, that is about
1: well, correct. Yeah, yeah, that is correct. I think I am one of the first ones. Because uh, now, because, you know, I, I had a wrestling school, which I I charge people to go to my school. And uh, I try to get them a break in WWF, you know, go with TV tra- tapings and stuff. And mm-hmm. it was, a lot of guys did, like the um Hardy Boys, you know, and they talked bad about them in their book, but you know, person for me taking them down to the t v they've never had a chance or the shot to even meet the people, so you know I figure 'cause you when um the the agents up there would they say bring fifteen guys I'd, they'd be responsible to get fifteen guys in New York or wherever it may be from the Carolinas that went to my school, and uh, they line them up against the wall, and they'd say, I use him, and maybe three or four guys out of the 15 guys, and they all would get a pay, and, uh, and if my guys would do bad in a ring or something at the show, they would take this side and cuss me like a sailor. I mean, come on, these guys are terrible, this and that. And um, that was a hard way to go there. But it was, you know, I mean, I took all the responsibility. These guys, something real well, something real bad, but that's you know, I figure it's worth a a bookie fee. I would I would call it because they all did it, everyone did charge that. So and they, part of it was George South. He was my partner in that. So <laughs> yeah, you know, I took all the heat.
0: Okay, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay. The interesting thing with that is, like, they wouldn't have gotten. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but they wouldn't have gotten the shot or the opportunity if you weren't driving them down. Plus, you have to rent a van to drive everybody down. Plus, somebody has to pay for the gas to get the guys to the shows, right? I mean, you kind of opened the door and gave them the opportunity. That's that's totally correct. You know, that's totally correct. And that's, you know, I think that's worth a little bit. I mean, heck, you know, they still got some
1: monies, but not all their money. And I just took a part of it, and I asked for part of it. I didn't take it. I asked for part of it, and I said, you know, they paid it. You know, I, you know. And that was the thing before. It wasn't no surprises. You know, it wasn't a surprise. This is what it was before they got in the the van. Oh, yeah, we'll do it, Stallion. We'll do it. Come on, we'll go. Yeah, man. Okay, let's go. For them just to be in the same locker room with Macho Man and all them and and changing their boots and stuff, you know, being as fans as they are, you know, I mean, for them to be there, they're right there with these guys. You know So, I mean, it's kind of, like, kind of different for them to be like that.
0: Why, like, the controversy, though, on their part? Like, what were they trying to to say in in the book? Because I just thought that was strange. It's like, well, they wouldn't have got to where they were. if Right,
1: right. What it was is I was getting ready to leave, and there's some kind of bad communication on we're getting ready to go to another town. Well, they showed up by themselves, and um, I really don't recall, but they showed up without me asking them to come. And um, they told they wanted to pull the a couple agents aside and said, Look, this stallion wouldn't let me come, but uh, I'm gonna come work, and that's where it all started. But it's uh, you know, <laughs> so it is what it is, I guess is old news now, but I know it is true that that kind of stinks how they treated that because they would never got anywhere. Matter of fact, that. One Hardy was like 16. He wouldn't have been in the ring anyways. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yep.
0: Yeah,
1: he was young, and he shouldn't have been in the ring anyways. But right? they're young adults, and they had great, they're had they great athletes. And um, I thought it was look good, for like, you know, the TV show, you know. So I brought them down. So, you know, I mean, it's,
0: it's what it is. Yeah, so well, how, how does that all go down? Like, it just kind of from the start to the finish like do you message one of the the agents over there like how do you guys get that booking and then how do you amass your guys to go to the booking for the wwf
1: Yeah, i had a school which they knew about and um it was agents and they, they'd say coming and I, I need 10 guys i need 15 guys and i say, okay and i'd bring them and i'd put i'd kind of get the best guys i could and I told them the situation that you got, you know, you got to get $150, but you give them, I'm going to take 100 for your motel room and everything that you're getting, you know, everything that you strip back and forth. And they said, um, um, okay. So they got in the van and went up there and they paid me the nights. And they're there for three nights. We are there, three, three TV tapings, you know. So that's what, you know, what happened. So... You know, it's just not. it wasn't a bad thing.
0: It was, you know, I don't understand what they're doing. So, like, it's basically they need enhancement talent or they need extras or they need, like, other guys besides their talent.
1: Yes, yes. Some, they wouldn't use half the guys. They only use like, three or four of them. But, you know, the guys they didn't use, them. of course, they paid them. So, and, was, and the guys stand there, sit in the
0: crowd. And, you know, and sometimes people are run on just to be there. So, I guess. And you would pick the guys, and you'd rent a van or whatever, and you and George South would probably just go up and, and drive everybody to the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, get them up to the show, get them in the locker room, and um, get the hotel rooms and
0: stuff like that. Just line them up in there. So, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that, hey, you should probably get some sort of fee or percentage for setting it up. Yeah, I think
1: so, too. That's what I, in my opinion, that's my, you know, they look at me for my responsibility to bring the right people, right talent, you know. If I didn't bring the right talent, they'd tell me about it, too. Oh, brother, they tell me. You know, they mess up in the ring. Like, you know, that, I was responsible for their talent, how good they were, and, uh, you know, they could even wrestle in the ring. Probably but,
0: because you know, they would come back to you, right? The, the, exactly. would... They would come right back at me, yep. Like who the hell are you bringing me here? Or, or this guy's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. This guy's stinks.
1: See. What is this? What you bringing me? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, you know, other, other
1: words I use, of course. But,
0: yeah.
1: Oh god, that brings back
0: a lot of memories. Okay. Did you have any sort of relationship with Vince? Vince Junior. Um.
1: No. Um, not directly. I knew of him, but um. No, just more with his father. You know, his dad. I, I knew. And I don't even know if he knew that, but yeah, no, I really didn't, not directly.
0: So, who we like did you deal with as far as the agents over there? As far um, as like getting in contact.
1: Yeah, G. Chongbo and um, let's see, uh, oh god, oh, I forget the name. Was uh, yeah, you know, animal steel, the animal steel. Yep. Yeah, and um, guys up in there. And um, oh, what's the guy? name, he had blonde hair. The French man, a French wrestler,
0: Rene Goulet. Or Rene Goulet,
1: yeah, him and uh, his partner uh, Tony Gurria Excellent. Thank you very much. Those are the men.
0: <laughs> <Thank>
1: you. <laughs> You're good. They're good, John. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I, I just want I, I never forget a face, but I the names are really hard for me. But go ahead. Okay. <laughs>
0: Like, with you, obviously, you're going to wrestle, too, right? I mean, you're... you're oh, yeah, I, I wrestled. Use... I wrestled, yeah. Yeah, I did, of course, yeah. Yeah, I wrestled, yeah. For, like, six years, right? Wasn't it from, like, uh, I'd say, 89, 90 to, like,
1: 95, 96? I uh, you could say that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wrestled mostly NWA um, down there.
0: Yeah.
1: And, wrestling and all the NWA shots, Larry, that, you know, was a good run for me. And then they call me Stallion because... You know, I really I'm Lebanese, and um, they couldn't say I was Lebanese because there was a bombing in Lebanon in nine eighty three or '84, something like that, and that's when I started. So they said, "Well, oh, you look, you look Stallion." I mean, they having a they having a feud with WWF at the time. Yes, fine, fine. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Um, that's yeah. That was that. Um, so, who gave you the name? Uh, Gene, uh, Ole Anderson. Oh, yeah, here's feuding with, uh, he had uh, Jordan Championship Wrestling. He was a booker there. And um, I said, we'll call you Italian Stallion. And I, everybody says, Bruno Charmantino. He says, that's right, you look just like him. So, I said, okay. So, that was a change. That's bad 'cause bad because my family, you know, I had to go back to my family and tell them, you know, here I am, you know, I'm the Italian Stallion. Said, would you like your, your, your nationality. You don't like what you are because, you know, I'm, I'm Lebanese. What do you? On <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a
0: it's, it's a it's a good thing. it's all good.
1: But, yeah. because okay. yeah, I
0: didn't think Sable was uh, Italian. Italian. Just yeah. thinking of it.
1: That's that's right. It's a little storyline there. That's that's why they make up your your gimmick, I guess. I I would say.
0: But that's wrestling for you, right? I mean, it's all the work. Yeah,
1: it's, it's so, it's, it's so, it's entertainment, it's so, so, yeah.
0: But just going back to NWA for a second, since you mentioned making so many more NWA shots, when you're there, and I mean, they're hot as hell. I mean, they're making a ton of money. The horsemen are starting to rock and roll. I mean, obviously, uh, Tully and Arn and Slayer, I mean, they're just going to be dominant. What's kind of your thought process? there like i'm I'm making good money this is great this is a great spot the crowds are great i'm loving pro wrestling um
1: yeah the money wasn't good for the underneath guys i mean we made minimal money but um we just got a lot of shots so basically it it would add up um that that era in that time in the 80s there wasn't as much money as it is now it's unbelievable what they're making now it's just um just like everything else i guess inflation and everything else is exploding. But you know, it's good for it's good for the talent 'cause you know, they don't have no retirement plans or nothing to go after these wrestlers. They're just basically you're out there for one night, if you get hurt, you're down That's your own you're your own self. You know, you're you're responsible for your own injuries, your everything else. So we take some crazy falls sometimes. It's just what we do, I guess. Well, I mean, we only had four three hundred pound guys falling, you know, eight feet in there. It's it's kind of hard. Yep. You know, but you know, it, it, it's it's over with now. It's it's good now. I'm a little bit of, I think I have the punchy disease. You know, you get punched two times in the head. <laughs> yep. You know, because at one time with the it was um, always this. What was that? Maybe you would know better, guy. The guy that exposed wrestling um, on. TV. Eddie
0: Mansfield, yeah, with John Stappel,
1: that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. He says, um, "This is crazy." He says, "Okay, we're going to put you out there, Stallion. I'm going to put you out there in the ring with Bob Roop, you know, down there, and uh, George Championship Wrestling, and we're going to have you take a, get a hard way. And um, when he's, in play, he's going to hit you and break you open, someone that's really is what you know, you're going to break, start bleeding." So I I'd sit there waiting. I sit with my head up there, and Bobby would hit me. Boom! Oh, he missed the spot. You know, right in the corner of your eye. <laughs> he hit me. I had about ten lumps around my head there. Just where he's punching me, we kept missing. Never did open me up. But but they try to show it the hard way. You know, basically they expose to show that wrestling's real. You know, as far as the blood and all that.
0: Yeah. And Bob Roop is known as a legit shooter tough guy.
1: Yeah, I know. That's just crazy. Isn't that funny? Isn't that something? He's a good friend at the moment. But he's just I haven't seen him in a long time. But that's what he did. He whacked me. Bam, bam, bam. It couldn't open me up. But I had lumps all over my head, though. Gosh, sir. I, I got a big head, John. My head's huge. Okay, go ahead.
0: <laughs> well, what's the worst injury? Is that like the worst kind of injury you had to, like, bumps and bruises and just getting cut open by him? Or... Anything else like, you had worse injuries in the business?
1: Trying to get them cut open. Yeah. Well, I have just I've I have nerve damage today. Uh, it's all over me. I, I have had both my knees replaced. I've had both my hips replaced. You know. After it all, you know, it's kind of it's it's rough. But you know, I, I maintain the lifestyle. I'm a, an adjuster for USAA, and that's what I do, and I really enjoy it. Sometimes I wish I never got in a ring.
0: Because, you know, oh, I, really? You regret? Being, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, yeah, it's just, it's bad. It's a bad lifestyle, you know, for, you know, a lot of my, even a lot of my friends that I've known in the locker room back then are all passing away, you know, such an early age. It's just really hard to understand that. It's, I mean, you're like, you grew up with them for like 20 years in a, in a locker room and they're dying on you, you know what? And you start thinking to yourself, this is what I'm looking for, you know what? And, uh, just the day, you know, hearing about Bobby Eaton and all that, just really something, You know, just slow, you know, you know, macho man and all that, just these guys, you know, early Benoit, you know, these guys, it's just something. But, yeah, it's just a type of lifestyle that, it was fun, you know, it was, you know, but, you know, you don't wish upon no one, he got married life and kids and,
0: you know, it's
1: just a fast it's a fast rock and roll lifestyle. That's all I can really say.
0: With you and that rock and roll lifestyle, were you a big partier and a big drinker and, and like a guy that would go out a lot?
1: No, not really. Um you know, I we all had our time, you know, but I no, I wasn't bad, you know. I never was. I wasn't really that kind of party. I I couldn't keep up with Flair or nothing like those guys, you know. They they would party. I can't keep up with that. The drinking and stuff. Never was a drinker. I never really smoked. I never never ever smoked. Never did nothing like that intentionally. Okay, that's why I'm still healthy. I don't have. That's why I didn't get the virus. I think. <laughs> All right. mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay, John. Is there anything else you need from me? I'm willing to.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely wanted to talk about PWF because I feel like that was such a forgotten great promotion, such a great league. Obviously, uh, down there in Florida, Dusty, uh, I guess at one point was a part of it. The Nasty Boys at one point, but or is it that, maybe that's really a different PWF? But PWF in Florida, it wasn't it predicated off of Dusty, or like how did that all start? Because I know obviously it ended up in North Carolina.
1: Yeah, Dusty started it. And um, he ran out and just uh, this shut down, and then we picked it up in North Carolina, and um, started here. And uh, it did get it did take off, man. It's crazy how we're running these towns. I worked my tail off, man. I was postering, I was getting advertisement for a town, I was booking these towns, and uh, George kind of really handled it the talent wise, as far as setting the cards up and you know, the pay scale and all that. But I just kind of, like, just book the to towns and get, the, get everything paid for and made the money. So really, every show I had was uh, more or less paid for before we walked in the ring. You know, a lot of guys, they work off the gate, but my towns were paid for from advertisement from, you know, vendors and, you know, they put their sign up in the you know, the armories or the schools or, the, you know, we did a lot of anti-drug shows you know, there's a lot of things. A lot of things which go It's really, like, large. It was pretty large. Like, you know, if you think about it, it was a big thing. But the thing was I kind of got tired, and I married wrong, so I had to get out of this relationship. So I had to marry right, and I decided just to end my career. as over. And
0: that's about what really happened. There was a really good PWF documentary a few years ago by uh, Elbow Productions. Um, yeah. Really, kind of highlighting a, a promotion that I thought was great. I mean, um, Michael Elliot and those guys. I thought they did a great job. Yeah. Obviously, and you did. and George it, South are the two stars. Yeah, they did, and it, it was good. And
1: I, I thought it was it was a great thing. We, I mean, we we ventured out, and I was able to book naval events. You know, naval naval bases got men that came back from overseas. We would have a big event for them and for you know the public, their their families, at these Navy big yards, and there's, there's like two thousand people in there. I mean that's big for us. You know, something like that. Then we had Christmas shows, you know, for the kids um, that didn't know what Christmas was about, and um, we invent, we showed them that with freeze to all the um, inner city kids. We have. And we had the churches bust the kids in for free and it was those were real big too and we had great sponsorship there within the city and then we did uh Jerry Lewis Telethons and um, had the ring brought into the T V studio and set the ring with the local news people and we had raised money with Jerry Lewis Telethons. And we did so much for the city is out there that little towns that you know the JCs and all the you know all them that needed monies that would really help raise their money too as well. So we was a lot involved. You know that's not that's making profit for PWF, but we also had profit for the other um, companies out there, other um, fundraisers that people were having, and we helped them raise money. But for always, it's always a good cause. You know people, you know that were sick and. And stuff like that. We raised had souls for them. It was a you know, I, you know, I'm proud for a lot of things we stood for and things that we did. You know, it's just uh it's just you know, wrestling is a is a fast like you say, it's a life that you know you have to give yourself up for. And just I, I was ready to sell down with my family,
0: so. With PWF, obviously you and George South are co-owners, but you're also the biggest feud in the company and always having great matches. I mean, one of those things, even going back to NWA days, like I was saying before, George South, Italian Stallion, is that something that you basically hung the hat on the promotion? It's like, okay, we're going to be the, the main event or we're going to be the, the the best match in the card, so we're going to have to be highlighted?
1: Yeah, and of course we'll always be there, you know, so you always... Make hey, sure, yes. that, you know, yes. what was there is going to be there. Yeah, well, George is a great talent. I mean, you can, you can put a dress on him and he'll make it work. Um, so that was always great to have. And um, other than that, yeah, that's, you know, and then we work around it. And, of course, he wouldn't come out with the bad guy and i come out with the good guy. And people just love to hate him and watch me hit him <laughs> or, or press him over my head they <laughs> love to see that. Oh, they love this. Crazy when I listen up over the crazy ones over there and there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gosh darn it. Okay.
0: So, why, like, PWF's going on? You're doing WWF and WCW. So I mean, you're probably making a pretty good living uh, wrestling, right, at that point?
1: Oh, yeah, I was doing really well. Wrestling was well. I mean, I had a, yeah, I was making good money. And, um, it was, this is, it got it's, You know, you turn 40, you know, you know 45, <laughs> it's, time, it's time to, you know, I just got tired of it. I, I shut down. I, I really don't know what happened to it, exactly. Just shut it down. just
0: With that documentary, they're kind of saying there's some controversies, and George South is saying, uh, you know, he's a part of the controversy. Did you sense any sort of controversies with, like, PWS and the way it ended, anything like that?
1: I'm sorry about controversy. What do you mean by it when you say
0: that? Like, they, they were saying some of the guys were like, oh, it ended because we didn't get paid. And, "Oh, we," and like, stuff like that they were saying on a documentary.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, you know, but did they get paid at any other shows they were they wrestled for? I, I'm not sure. I don't know what they got paid. does $10 make a difference? You know, I mean, I don't understand what they're understanding. I know I, I saw where Bobby made a comment, uh, the Harlem Knights, where I gave him $5, but that was George's idea. Because he told me that that George, I never wrestled for an independent group ever like that, where George, that's how he grew up into the business, George South. He grew up into the wrestling world and his career through these local, like,
0: TWF events. Well, I never even even heard of it. Yeah, the indie scene or the outlaw shows, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I guess they're
1: called, yeah. I, I never heard of them, he... Introduced that to me. That's what. So that's what they do, Steg. And don't worry
0: about them. That's what
1: they do. They should be paying us to wrestle. I said, No, 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 come on. Okay. And he says, Okay, well. So <laughs> you know, that's you know that you know they they said okay. I mean I didn't have no problem with it. I don't I don't know we paid some people we paid you know some people a couple hundred dollars on big events, you know. But you know some people just didn't got didn't deserve what they got. To just be in the ring. To get that experience is a payment, you know. And so I, I, it's hard to say. No, I just mean that. Just that didn't bother me. I, you know, sudden that that wasn't why I was shut down. I just, you know, stuff like that doesn't
0: bother me. Do you think George transferred some of the heat to you uh, sometimes? Oh, like, oh that's, a, some that's
1: a, that? I, I think definitely yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I Because there's more people thought this was my PWF. It was on me, you know. And uh, George was the uh, not directly, not indirectly. I love George, and I always will. But um, I, I just think, yeah, of course, everyone put all the heat on. I, am. <laughs> I take, I take heat easily.
0: Damn <laughs> it! Okay. With George, you still talk to him today?
1: Uh, it's been a while. I, you know, I lost my mother a year ago, and I kind of. Hear that. I said, I shut down. I know it's kind of. No, I miss George. I always, you know, I hear things up about him on the street and Charlotte here. Uh, you know, I miss him. I hope he's always wish him best and his children. And I know. I don't really, I, I hate to say it. It's just that wrestling world is done with me. It's just there. I think it's, uh, it's not a proud, it's not a proud career for, you know, you say you're a wrestler, kind of, kind of like embarrassing a little bit to some, to some people, you know, you, you
0: know, <laughs> you know, you know, I don't. You never loved the business. You never were. No,
1: I, I, I never, I never, I never, I'll put it this way. I was never a big fan. I don't watch it today. Um On a TV. Um, I, I really don't really know. Okay. It's not like it used to be. You know, wrestling has changed so much. And, um, the sense of change, change, while I was at changed one from wrestling, than the PWF, you know, we're kind of like old style the way it used to be. The PWF was ran like Tim Craft Promotions and all that. It was ran like that. It wasn't ran like, you know, the TV entertainment field. There's more, you know, real wrestling coming on. There's what we demanded. It's crazy. Gosh, John.
0: <laughs> I'm bringing back some memories for you. I know, I know, you are. are. (laughs) But as we wind it down, we head towards the finish here. I got to know if you have some favorite matches and opponents, like looking back, because when you think about the career that that us as fans look at it, are like, wow, he was such a great worker, pretty underrated, I think. But, like, you kind of wrestled everybody, but I don't know if everybody remembers. Like, at WWE, like Michaels and Damon Bigelow and Diesel and Bundy and Jared and Mike Rotunda and Owen Hart and then WCW mentioned Benoit before, Cactus Jack, Hillman, Austin. Double A, the Steiners. I mean, you've wrestled. The who's who? Do you have favorite matches or, or no? Yeah, my
1: the best matches I enjoyed were the Steiner brothers. I mean, and the Barstead, um and then also uh, Steve Williams. And you know, um, it was that was good. And I mean, anyone that had that had amateur background or could actually wrestle and get rough, I would have a good match with. You know, I just that's what I enjoyed. And but, you know, Steiners and Buzz Sawyer and you know, Tommy Riches. Back in those days, I enjoyed those matches. You know, as well when I tagged the Tommy Rich against Sawyer and Sawyer and you know those guys just kind of clicked, and clicked. You know, Midnight Express. I always had good matches with them. Flair had some with them. Yeah, Arn Anderson I always had good matches with him. You know, it's just, it's just those days. Those days are gone. Yep. I Sing
0: your song.
1: Yep. <laughs> Do you have a
0: favorite territory that you worked?
1: Favorite character?
0: No, favorite territory.
1: Oh, territory. Um, no. The I guess New York area was I enjoyed up there, and um, of course Carolinas. But no, New York was up there. I love it up there.
0: Yeah. When people look back at your career, like what's the legacy of the Stamp? I know we mentioned all the territories and the promotions and all the guys you wrestled, but you also trained the Hardy Boys, Henry Godwin, uh, who you're responsible for basically starting his career. Ron Killings I means a bunch of big, big time names here. What do you think is the legacy of the Italian Stallion in wrestling? I
1: was the creator. <laughs> I created these guys. No, I think my legacy is to them. I created them. They they owe me a thank you. But most guys, it's like, ah, oh, yeah. I think they they really know in their hearts that I gave them a chance to try. Either you know, it's hard to say. Like I guess I'd be the one that you know the wrestle. They always say go back and blame me for wrestle for free. And just kind of blame somebody why they didn't get anywhere. But um, the guys that did get somewhere, they, they'll say that just because their egos. But, uh, you know, I don't know, it's all there. So I have a good relationship with everybody. If I saw him down the street, but hey, hey you know, hey. Right, of course. Down your back, it's oh,
0: okay. All right, brother,
1: John. Love you, man.
0: Yeah, great stuff. Thank you so much for all the time. I really appreciate it. Do you have any plugs or anything you'd like to get out there, or are you kind of staying to yourself?
1: i saying stay to myself. It's probably not. I love everybody. I love my people. That's all. The stallion loves his people, okay?
0: Yep, awesome stuff. Thank you so much for all the time today. Really appreciate
1: it. If you left something I'll give me a holler. Okay, bye-bye.
0: This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash Empire become a patron and also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com two-man power trip where the power lies brother